आई वी एम वेलकम टू एब्सोल्युटली राइट हियर वी आर ऑन द 75th एपिसोड यस 75th एपिसोड ऑफ द फर्स्ट वेरी फर्स्ट ग्राफोलॉजी बेस्ड पॉडकास्ट इन इंडिया I am your host Aditi Surana. I am a graphologist and a high performance coach. So as a graphologist, I am trained to understand personalities at a deeper level based on someone's handwriting strokes. So before I go ahead, I must say thank you so much for all your love and your trust more than anything else. I know when we began this show in the month of March, uh, many of you didn't know the term graphology. So many people didn't believe in it. And I've also wondered what would they learn from these conversations. I'm grateful for this opportunity to present the subject of graphology which is my passion my love my pursuit my obsession as you already know by now I'm thankful also to the team at IBM Network who believed in this concept you know this is a tough one to use graphology as a podcast where you can't see the strokes but they really believed in our crazy you know it takes one crazy to know the other when we realized that we are reaching the 75th episode we thought what if we relook at the format what if we change certain things so we went through this extensive feedback drive we wanted to know what you all actually like or dislike about the show how we can improve it what we can add or change about it the findings were astonishing most people said that they would like to know more about graphology as a subject the writing strokes and how can they implement the study of handwriting analysis in their daily lives i am thrilled so here is what we are changing about the show So all these months I decoded personalities for you but now I would like you to join me by in decoding the personalities which means I'll talk about the strokes and explain the meaning behind it a lot more would you like to taste the secret sauce if yes then go ahead and collect as many handwriting samples as possible for our new segment called graphology tool of the week I will actually talk about one aspect of graphology or a stroke that you can analyze in your friend's writing in your husband's or wife's writing in your child's handwriting. So I have to give you a disclaimer. You may get as mesmerized as Sherlock Holmes, who by the way used graphology really extensively in his work. And there is no turning back. Once you start understanding and connecting to all these things, you'll really see people in a different light. So welcome I'm so happy that we are walking together in a newer aspect of graphology. So without wasting any time let's get to today's episode. Today's episode is one more first because for the first time I'm analyzing two people together on the show. We all have heard people say that they should take a break from their 9 to 5 life and must follow their passion. Many people they dream about it. A few can actually show the courage to act on that idea. So today I have two potters who are joining me, Bhairavi Naik and Rohit Kulkarni, who quit their corporate jobs to start a wonderful pottery studio on top of a small hill around Pune called Curators of Clay. In today's episode, I will be analyzing them as a team. You know, as people, as individuals, they are extremely different. If it were not for their common love for pottery, their commitment to dish out some great work and to live a meaningful life they wouldn't have survived this entrepreneurial journey they will join us on the other side of this short break stay tuned hello everybody welcome to another great week on the ivm podcast network if you're not following us on social media please do we're ivm podcast on twitter facebook and instagram 
So it's been a great week on the network, as it almost always is. Let me give you a couple of highlights that you should definitely check out. Chiki Sarkar was on This Rounds on Me with Gauri Devi Deyal. Great conversation. Thank you. We'll really enjoy that. Shlok Ramachandran of our new show, Millennial Athlete, who guested on one of our older shows, Football Shirtball. He's a big football fan, in addition to being a professional athlete. So I think it's a really interesting connection. And uh, they had a great conversation about football just generally. Nankari, our new show about Indian food, hosted by Sadaf and Archit. Talk about laddus this week and basically, you know, how awesome they are. It's Diwali week and I think that's an apt conversation for them to have. On the Wire Talks podcast, Siddharth Bhatia has a great conversation with Dylan Mohan Gray about his work on Bad Boy Billionaires, specifically around the Vijay Malia episode. Definitely check out the conversation if you want to know more about that. And finally, let me recommend the Edges and Sledges Cricket podcast this week. They take a look back at the IPL 2020. They go over the final Delhi versus Mumbai and how that played out. And they also create their dream IPL 2020 fantasy team. Do check that out. I think you'll enjoy that as well. And with that, let's get you back to your show. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to have you over in the show. Welcome to Absolutely Right. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. So tell me, where did this whole crazy idea begin? So uh, I think that we were both pursuing poetry individually for, I think, many years uh, before we met. Okay. So so I think Sherry was... Pursuing it as a hobby, I was yeah. pursuing it as so a hobby. So what you guys did otherwise? Like, what was the day job? So I was in advertising for many years. Okay. So, uh, my background has been very eclectic. So I started with uh, a master's in science. Okay. Then, then, learning then I went on to do my master's in marketing and join advertising. Um, advertising, I was in uh, business uh, uh, side of it, not creative side at all. Okay. No. So I worked for many years in many large organizations and all, and poetry was a hobby. Okay. And um, I think in 2011 or 12, I started going to this one particular place where Rohit came uh, later. later. So, so it was a studio in Bombay. Uh, there's a gentleman called Sandeep Manchekar. He used to run hobby classes, he used to sort of rent out the studio for people who wanted to practice. And what did you do as a teacher? Uh, so I did many things, but essentially uh, I used to make promos at a at a lot of places. So I started with NTV way back when I where I didn't make promos. I did music programming, okay, a bit of radio. So uh, I did radio in radios. I did creatives. I did programming of music stuff like that. And then eventually I was making trailers for films. That was what I was doing. And like 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 Barry, I was pursuing poetry sort of independently. Like mm-hmm. I had I had had my. Uh, Ambitious forays into uh, studio, shuru karenge, Goa chalenge. I did all those. <laughs> yeah, all the things that Bombay people think uh, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, at that point, we got chatting and we figured that we wanted to do something individually in in the pottery space or the ceramic space. Hmm. We weren't very sure what. I mean, it was still, it was a little vague because you were exploring both of us, and you're figuring out. Yeah. 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 So both of us came from branding, marketing, promotional backgrounds. So at one point, the thought was that we'll set up a store and we will curate and we will promote. But largely, let's work within, you know, handcrafted ceramics and then sort of uh, promote them or market them better. Because we, we, always we, thought, yeah, we always thought that that was lacking in the market. Uh, two things, in fact, uh, the kind of aesthetic that we like, and plus the kind of dew uh, sure. that handcrafted ceramics should get wasn't getting, you know. So that was the idea. So we thought that maybe we we'll be able to sort of, you yeah. know, sort of uh, leverage our sort of strengths in that. You know, I, I want to ask this question at this point in time. Most people who 
turn their passions into profession and including myself because you know like it sounds very romantic and very glorified as an idea but when your passion turns into a day job something changes what changed for you guys you know i'll tell you work wise uh, i really love it so that hasn't changed at all i mean in terms of you know every morning i want to get up and go to work and make stuff so that's uh, there so i i don't think that uh, like some people think that it becomes tedious or anything like that that hasn't happened with me at least you know it's every day there is an excitement what was the different aspect of it like when we look at your design they are one beautiful and they're very different than what is available in indian market like other than pondicherry i have never seen anything even closer to what you guys do so why uh, wh- how did you come to this point of creating this style uh, see i think it's uh, like we keep telling people that though we are indians but both of us have grown up in very urban setting we've been exposed to a lot of international right. media and, and especially uh, in college and jobs we did we were constantly uh, uh, seeing international stuff you know in terms of films or right. art or anything that we see yeah i love and, bollywood no international just, just saying no international <laughs> okay and when it came to poetry uh, japan was a big thing for us japan a lot of in design terms uh, for me when i was working in advertising even scandinavian design you know that it comes across like that it's very scandinavian appeal and asymmetrical correct so that's how it uh, so it came back into our pottery when we started working so so bhairavi the question to you so as a, as a creative aspect or creative engagement you know uh, when i was looking at both your handwritings and also reading your stories mm-hmm. i felt you come from that point okay business is great but i got to feel the connection if it doesn't work then i'm just going to walk away from it so let's get to the next segment let's turn the tables and it's your turn to ask me questions I have both your handwriting samples in front of me, and let's begin there. So we've been partners, business partners, for last five years. Um, <laughs> we're wondering that how I mean, see, we've had our ups and downs and fights and lots of fights, but we've always uh, worked together. How is it? Um, I mean, what do you think based on our personality? Uh, how has it been? So I have a I have a precursor to this question. Okay, so I think first okay. I want to I really I mean and, and this is academic interest as well. I want to know how this works. Like I genuinely want. You know, it's not yeah, a it's not actually, a yeah. it's not a question to like like question and please this thing. It's just that how does it work? Like what do you see when you see a handwriting or like how? So uh, so imagine like remember when we were learning handwriting how to write hmm. in school, we copied the teacher. And hmm. technically, if we were merely copying somebody, then our handwriting should have been identical. Yes. But they're not. The whole class, every student develops his or her own font, and why you created your font that goes through your multiple, you know, systems in your brain. So it begins with a thought, and then your brain receives that chemical instruction, and and a lot of processing happens. By the time it comes out on the paper, it brings in a lot of information. So you're writing a word, but the way she writes and you write the same word would not be similar, obviously. I have not. They say that there are no identical handwritings. It's like a thumbprint, so as you can't. Uh, it's that unique. So when so there are eight hundred factors: pressure, oh God, yeah. uh, the variation, the beginning point, the ending point, the way you uh, you know the the 
the lines move on a blank paper. So we insisted that you write on a blank sheet of paper, unruled paper, because that gives you the play. And then you actually can talk a lot about the personality and psychological makeup. Okay. So it comes across as something, you know, you speak with authority about another human being and it feels like, it, in a way, mystical. But it is not. It's very mathematical. The feedback giving mechanism is artistic and that requires experience in terms of all that can happen between two people. All that can happen in this person, in this situation, that situation. I think that comes with experience and more more than experience, exposure to multiple uh, scenarios. So you can simulate all the possibilities before you give one feedback. Sure. But it is completely mathematical in that sense. You know, so I think it's very close to what you do. Like it looks very pretty and artistic, but it requires a lot of precision and science behind it to bring yeah. that science. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, no. so now then the question is based with what Bellevue is saying that given that you can see personality traits and given that technically you don't know us. So actually this will come to us. It will be like a very unbiased thing based purely on, yeah. you know, your understanding of, of the writing that so we've given you. One thing that is very interesting, though both of you are very different people, is you're both intuitive. I don't know whether you're aware or not. Like the crazy part or the, all the things that you keep talking about, if it doesn't feel correct at a gut level, then you don't do it. And both of you have paid very high price in your personal and respective lives to, to do that. And when other people look at it, they say, but why can't you take an easier option? So we were talking about... Uh, risk before we started the conversation. So I'm not going and talking about the risk taking, but I'm talking about when you do whatever you do, it has to feel correct. Now, the way it feels correct for Bhairavi is so different than the way it feels for you. That that the whole idea of correct and both of you are adamant about that that moment. That's the word. So I was like being careful, but that's the word. Both of you are adamant about that moment aligning in your own mechanism, in your own personality and without which you don't move forward, without which you do not jump in and create things. Now, this is where the conflict comes from. Now, my request to you is for Rohit specifically, he needs to have intellectual stimulation. It is a lot to do with ideation. It is a lot to do with the next game, the next idea, the next project. Now, you always live in like three years down the line plan of action. Whatever you do. If you are making one design, you want this design to go everywhere possible in the world or in the country. You don't know where that is, but you want to build that up. Contrary to you, when Bhairavi picks up a project, for her, the process has to be completely meaningful and she has to indulge and she has to feel that the process is really doing everything it should do for her to own that project for her to own that even that one mug for that matter now that is a difference so it is like chalk and cheese and how so literally yeah and i actually told you i mean that's why we were laughing so often like he's like karna. why are you doing this and all yeah, and I would be nay, nay, nay. It has to be done like this. You also, know? I think so, yeah. I think there were there are some terms which uh, which we realize later, even when we would write, like let's say we write on Instagram or we write, you know, pictures or whatever. There were some terms which we realized that uh, while we said them in certain ways, uh, those connotations were not necessarily negative for us, but they were negative for other people. So, for instance, if 
Perry described, let's say, the like, oh, Rohit can be more flamboyant or, or spontaneous. She meant it in a happier, you know, yeah. funner manner. And if I said that, you know, Berbi is a lot more methodical and would want to see the uh, sanity in the madness, like, even even though it's a really mad idea, there has to be a sense of, me. Okay, what are we doing right. kind of a thing. A lot of people initially thought would would sort of say that oh, but so does that mean that I I don't mean it in a negative way at all. I don't mean that you know Belvi is being a killjoy in any way. It's just that she's just making sure that the joy and I is must sustained. I must take that line and say this that the fact that both of you are so different and one can count on the other for being yourself. Like if if Rohit is being flamboyant, yeah. he yeah. needs to be that for. For the, the yeah. brand to have the aspect of reachability and, you know, like the whole idea of people connecting to it. And for you to be completely committed to the method in the chaos or madness in this, this sense. So that is essential. So what, what you will require to do in order to continue this business partnership mm. is to make sure that you find ways in which you can respect the other for what they are. And that's difficult. All of us look oh. at our worlds from our perspective. So what, what is your preference? Yeah. You will automatically, naturally uh, digress and you will feel that what the other person is doing is, is time-consuming, is not needed, is, is like probably unnecessary in whichever way. But the fact that you start okay. drawing those lines and start creating independent spaces and what I feel is very important is learning how to communicate with each other. So not in terms of what you speak, but it's about how, where do you exactly judge the other person? And know that for yourself. You know, all of us have this internal mechanism where we judge other people for certain behaviors. And when they're very different, the judgment is very strong because it doesn't fit into your vocabulary of, of life and personality. So that judgment has to be one, noticed, and second, uh, dealt with. Because I feel right now it is there and we people feel that if I accept it, it will just solve the problem. It doesn't solve the problem because even if you accept it, you're still judging. And you know, it comes, it comes when you get into an argument. You're like, but you did that and you did this. And the other person is like, but this is who I am. I'm not going to change. Uh, you know, we're doing this for the first time. We're two, I'm analyzing two people together. It's a very sensitive and risky space. And I, I avoid doing that even Otherwise, professionally, but it's interesting. You know, there are some points which I can definitely see where you annoy each other a lot, which are very small things, not a larger idea, but smaller things. Now, uh, Bhairavi is more, I can't say quieter, but she is more private person. So, uh, unfriendly, yeah. It's an unfriendly person. <laughs> for her she takes time I can't say unfriendly because when she becomes friends her friends are forever okay so I would not say that she's unfriendly it's just a different method are you saying I don't become friends forever what like how are you insinuating your friends have to keep your interest oh yeah if they are not interesting yeah. enough if they are not not intellectual enough for your growth then you you run then you kind of you don't like disown them but you kind of get done with them and then you walk to some other friend and then you kind of you know keep the exploration yeah, that's so true because for him there is a phase you know there's one person right now and I'll be hearing so much about that person and I just have to wait for 15 to 20 days and then it starts going downhill you know and this person is idiotic this person is <laughs> okay, right. people 
people have a shelf life yeah people are lovely but people like you know i mean it is a lot to keep you engaged <laughs> no i don't think it takes a lot for others to be engaged with each other it takes a lot for you to be engaged with people so let's let's give it to you I, I'm not. I'm not saying no. That's what I meant. And I'm the fact that, that Bhairavi and you have worked for so long, already five and a half years, is because she does not try to impress you, or she doesn't try to change her ways to kind of fit your fancy. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think the. Uh, uh, I mean, the other thing is, I think inherently there is a decency. Yeah. I mean, I know that a lot of people seem to think that that should be done, but I think a lot of people are not inherently decent, and I think that changes. I think more than decent, both of you genuinely respect each other. Ah, like you I mean, don't agree yeah, with each other, but you genuinely. So yeah, I think yeah. comes from from the fact that you respect the other person. I'm just going to use yeah. this already next time. Like you know, like anybody says that, like oh, you know, being disrespectful. I'm like, I have a clip. Hang on. <laughs> Let me play this for you. Yeah. Yes. Man, anyway. So, what questions do you have? So, I, I spoke about how. You guys argue, and we spoke about what can you do. So sit down one of these days if you feel like, and talk about those three or five things that are genuinely triggering for one another, hmm. and help the other person to to say, okay, if you say this, this triggers me. What if you use the other one, like other options? So give the option to the other person. That helps. I think that will help your. You know, I'll tell you what. I mean, even at times, I am surprised that we have. I mean, individually also. We've stuck to curators of clay yeah, uh, for five and a half years. Yeah, you know? it's I mean, not even as a team. The as, team comes yeah, much later. Yeah, sometimes when I think and wonder, you know, I said how, and I guess both of us are obsessed about curators of clay. You know, there is nothing else. It just about You're how. You're realizing how this is making us look really sad. Right? Not I'm sad. Not sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, like hello. <laughs> Uh, I'm obsessed about many things, Aditi. I don't know. <laughs> I'm obsessed about movies. <laughs> no, but I I agree with that one point. Uh, the fact that you can quit and leave this at any point in time hmm. is an essential part of your success. Both of you are committed, but at the same time, you're willing to drop it. You know, this is where you asked me as your first question: Will it work? You know, where it comes from? That if it doesn't work, I would quit it, and I would like find something that would work. And that commitment actually keeps the whole whole obsession going. Yeah. If you are going to give up a very secure quote unquote right, and to do this, this has to be exciting enough for you to, to you know, it has to be worth it. Yeah, yeah. But I do have a question, which is which is based on. Uh, So you know, we spoke about the risk averseness part of it uh, before we started recording, where we yeah. where we were telling you that both of us, I mean, while we are chalk and cheese, the one thing that we are sort of uh, similar in, in, and this is about uh, also like personal uh, similarity, like not just thing is that you know you you are risk averse, like you won't you won't uh, I'll never be able to think of like we'll take a lot of money from someone. And we will venture fund this. I think the Uber of ceramics balls. Like there are no chance. Uh, but I'm just asking you because you've seen this thing. That <clears throat> do you think that there is a space within our personalities which can let that come through? Or you're saying that kid may may not come through? I don't think you guys are risk averse. 
what you, you know. say, man. <laughs> we are damn risk averse. I'll come to that. I'll I'll come to what what I what I am saying. I feel more than being risk averse. That that's definitely not the case. But what you guys do is you genuinely don't want to commit something in the future. So what you value is your life, and that comes across as money becomes an excuse for you to not jump in. But look at every other choice. If the biggest problem is you don't know what you will be doing five years down the line, and you don't want to commit this responsibility, that is a bigger challenge. So it's nothing to do with money. So it may look like money, and venture capitalists may sit on your head, and the thought that somebody can sit on my head and tell me what to do and how to lead my life—that is the bigger risk that you don't want to take. I I would agree with that, you know, because I don't want somebody sitting and telling me make. <laughs> and all of those no, no i don't think what i want to make you can't tell me what you i should make exactly so you use money and the whole idea interest you don't want anybody to tell you what to do yeah that's why you both of you are using money and this whole whole idea yeah. that i don't want your money because we don't know how we going to look at it all of that but look at all other aspects of your life you take time but when you're convinced you jump in with both feet so i, I do rarely i meet people who are Yeah, this degree of risk takers. So let's let's break that myth for sure. Picture. I'm feeling very good about myself. We can use it as an excuse now. Bring it for us, thanks. So. So, so my my question to both of you is like, is there something that is really active at this point in time that you would like to address? Something that is getting to you that I can talk about. In what what's I mean I'm 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 sorry. And you know how we are on this constant evolution internally as people, and we want to take our journey to the next level. But we feel stuck, or we feel, oh my god, like I don't understand this part about me. If independently, individually, if you have questions like that, we can look at that and talk. No, you say. So the the question is actually really, it's it's more about what you said that uh, the problem is that because we are in a in a in a field which is very. volatile in the sense that there is a client there is a, there is a need like a requirement of a particular thing and then there's us making things uh, there is a lot of uh, for our, i mean for me personally and i think we've spoken about this even as a as a studio that there's a lot of uh, talk about pivoting towards being a lot more uh, uh, assertive about this is what we do mm. this is what we make this is the aesthetic we subscribe to this is you know so if you like it come to us if you don't like it too bad but i think we i personally fluctuate from thinking that maybe is this too arrogant as 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 a person so i will perpetually say it and then i very quickly backtrack and say okay okay you know like so that that the saying it and and coming back comes from the fact that you definitely and, and talking about you specifically have this need to make sure that people are happy with you yeah okay hmm. Hmm. So, so if they reject you or if they say no in hmm. a in a very harsh manner you take it to your heart and that has happened over and over again so in order to avoid that you kind of say it but you quickly change it because you don't want people to then say no or reject you yeah so arrogance again like going back to the risk taking conversation how money was Use as a way to not step into the area to accept that I don't want to commit a long-term financial obligation. Similarly, I feel 
the arrogance is used in your own mind and this is how how our mind tricks us you okay. use arrogance i don't want to come across as an arrogant brand or a person as an excuse to not look at how uncomfortable rejection makes you okay but then what's the solution so one of the most important things is to build the muscle so for example when when people reject you like look at it what happens like why you reject why you get all wired up when people reject you and when okay. you start and as literally like we learn how to speak right like especially public speaking or like in front of the camera you kind of work at it you kind of build the muscle right uh, so rohit you being very smart and you know in a way very witty you have always deflected this possibility of people rejecting you okay. or when when the rejection came your way you kind of literally blocked it or you kind of ducked down or you kind of figured your way you always reduced the blow when the rejection came your way okay okay so you you do that a lot in in many situations now with work you know i feel when when we run businesses it becomes part of two people coming together with their personalities with mm. their strengths and also with their fears so mm. when the the whole discomfort of rejection comes your way you technically haven't figured that out so okay. be a good time for you to look at it and and set that i feel for both of you the child the business as a child is much more important than than your personal preferences that's right is it is going on the way it is going on otherwise it would have broken down much right <laughs> so so the the commitment to take the brand so the brand is not you let's be very clear you may come across as this very uh, you know amicable comforting person but the brand has its own identity Right. understand that you're not your brand you're like literally the caretaker of this brand and the brand has certain limitations and certain strengths sure that would help so you won't take every rejection personally ah okay. currently uh, for us brand is our personality extension you know i mean a lot it's it's very personal in that sense agreed and i feel this is where you guys have to look at it in order for it to grow and do what it can do right now it is limited by what therapy can do by yeah. by then therefore taking the the rejection or taking whatever happens to the brand as a personal failure or a personal yeah personal like i i see i see I, that makes perfect sense ki like you know ki you therefore you you will yeah so I'll, yeah that's good so in every conversation and, and that takes a lot of work right like for you to understand okay the brand will function like this i may go and try things so uh keeping that 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 freedom for you to do whatever you want to do is an essential part for the brand to remain uh this this identity that you're building no ah, okay your mm. if you prioritize that every day or every week i want to spend this much time to extend my my learning or my creativity muscle then i'm going to work at it like that but both of you have to keep this in mind and i think this is like something you have to remember for life that if you if independently individually if you're not growing you won't be happier you won't be around mm-hmm. so if it takes your independent line of art or whatever you want to do as your way of growing or for you if it is scuba diving or like literally figuring out your expression like you got to do it like for other people they can live without it for both of you specifically and that's why you have both of you have had these eclectic careers prior to this because of this that if you stop learning you start growing unhappy in no time 
So that's that, like a switch. No, but that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's, that's, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's true. Even so in like studio, a, if there is a, a lot of similar stuff, if you are doing and all, then it starts acting up. You know, then maybe just like there's no, there's no angry about it or anything like that. that. You I, constantly I mean, have that's to do bang something. on. Yeah. That, yeah. that the while the happiness level is very high, yeah, it doesn't take much for it to dip. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and you know this is a similarity both of you should keep in mind. I feel more than anything else because if because she grows differently and you grow differently, so right. for you to create an environment where both of you can find your ways of growing mm-hmm. is an essential part, which is very tough because you know so much is happening, deadlines is that blah blah blah. Yeah, but prioritizing that other person's growth is an essential part for the business to grow eventually is mm-hmm. an important part. For yeah. both specifically, yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So let me come to the last two questions of our conversation. One is independently, which were your favorite failures? I mean, again, this could purely be in hindsight. Everything is like you know happens for the best, for yeah. the best, and it's all been, yeah. you know hindsight is twenty twenty and all of that. Twenty twenty is not such a good thing to say right now. Part, yeah. Yeah. But like for example, uh, you know, like we had we had plans of setting up a retail space within the studio because that's one of the things that so you know we are very um, uh, aspirational recluses. We are not, <laughs> but we are very aspirational. So it's what you start off in Japan, recluse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a great thing to aspire to. We are nothing of that sort right now, but it's a great thing to stay. It's it's purely one of those you know fun things to sort of look forward to. So we had a we have a I mean it's a dream that you'll have a retail space, you'll have a studio, and people will come to you and buy your stuff. You won't go out and you know want to do it. Yeah. You don't. I I hate dealing with websites uh, and writing copy for. Uh, I re- I genuinely hate it. I do it <laughs> and I do it well. I think I do it well. But I genuinely don't like it. Like I'm like me, karna yaagi, you know, like that kind of thing. So there's been nothing. But this time we had a thing. We will set up a retail space, everything, architect, demo, all of it sorted. And the last moment, we realized that some of the funds that we thought would would have come in didn't materialize. We kind of perhaps knew that they weren't going to, but we were being bullish and saying, "Kini aaj aayenge paise, and fir hum karenge." But when it came to the point, ki achha, bhi kal paise deke ye shuru karwana hai, there was no money. And so, therefore, we had to sort of stall it. So there were, like you said, then there were two unpleasant things to do. One was to call the necessary people and say, "Sorry, guys, this is not happening." Which now I understand. I take as a personal rejection because if somebody if somebody gets upset, yeah. because they will get upset, right? You've told them that the project is going to happen. The architect says it's not. You know, it's not. Oh, how come it's not happening? You know, you feel you only feel rejected. I mean, you're technically you're telling the other person mm-hmm. is not happening, but I felt yeah. very like terrible that I'm I'm saying that. And then, uh, strangely enough, one day later, there is a massive storm in Pune, like a massive storm. Like these last three days, I think, like the whole studio yeah. gets flooded. There's water, <laughs> and the first thing we call each other is, "See, good, we didn't do it." <laughs> like, like it yeah. was just, it was, and then suddenly, like, and see again, then you suddenly feel very good about that decision. That, deka, one day, how can we do this and you know we should have <laughs> taken a loan we should have done this we are so stupid with all this you know yeah, and then we would call up each other we have a guardian angel sitting and then again then at that point even dealing with that rain seems 
better than what could have happened. You know, like like it's like it's like oh, we could have got really far more screwed than what we're getting screwed <laughs> right <laughs> now. Yeah. So then even the now becomes nicer to deal. उटलुकोर but there is a uh, there is a inherent uh, acceptance ki things will go wrong and if they go wrong this is how you look at it yeah, we'll, we'll deal, deal with, with it, it yeah. we'll deal with it we'll feel really fucked for that you know time in studio everybody is welcome everybody is treated really well yeah uh, there's humans there animals everybody you know i mean yeah so that is there um and and that's what uh, it's all about i mean if we can make our surroundings beautiful and fair i think it's a good place to live in i want to be in a prettier place yeah. Like one, yeah one mug at a time <laughs> oh that's <laughs> a- <laughs> thank you guys this was a great conversation i think so i did expect this to be so much fun and it was literally random at the same time it made complete yeah reaction to heart aditi that you thought that you this won't be fun now i'm feeling very bad that you thought it's terrible i told you what to do with rejection don't take it personally rohit yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you thought so your problem yeah <laughs> it was great fun and i have to say i i don't know we were very cynical about skeptical about this thing but uh, no it was really good fun and lot of things what you were say are uh, yeah, makes like, sense yeah makes yeah, sense, makes sense and we'll say it's right also yeah. about each of us you got you got to say absolutely right that's the name of the show oh so yeah absolutely <laughs> right yeah. so whatever you said aditi was absolutely right mostly oh fine sir i did not see that you paid us now. yeah true True. You have to bring your your style to it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Hello, great promotions don't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was great. So we're going to send you a couple of mugs. Use them in 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 the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, we might as well. Uh, Now he's plugging. Plugging. Uh, plugging yeah, curators of clay. Uh, but but also we want to know for our listeners where can they find you, how they can follow you, and what all they can you know buy from you. please search for curators of clay on instagram facebook we started off on facebook and uh, now all our relatives are on facebook so it gets a little uh, like because now people are giving personal instructions like uh, okay. go get bhaji yeah. when you're coming home on facebook on the curators of clay page <laughs> so we are now more mainly on instagram yeah, yeah. and uh, instagram we are very uh, updated and all so you'll get all the information and it's a treat to look at your work it's so beautiful it's guys so please check them out and there's a and website please come down to pune also yes please and, come to the yeah. studio please call us and if anybody wants to come to the studio please call us schedule a visit the only times we say don't come is when there's a kiln being fired or lots of stuffs being made because then generally tempers are like yeah not all there Like because there's yeah. there's some deadline which somebody is pushing. Also, also it's, it's it's an experience, right? You want to come and experience the space, and you yeah. want to yeah. make sure yeah. that you see what you're exactly doing and why you guys are so crazy about it. I think that is an experience. Yeah, and also we have now. Uh, I must give one like, random shout out because now we've got a, actually got a great bunch of people. 
who work with us and they are all very young so it, uh, it it makes for a very interesting thing because the music is what we don't know about the <laughs> is what we don't know about uh, there's like there's references to pop culture that we are like <laughs> you know, like, because like and the only the only thing for 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 that we insist that everybody who works for us does is watch a show here okay. <laughs> you have reference to. has to happen now okay. all watch <laughs> You know, like money heist and all, and I'm like, huh? Like, you know, not like, something heist. I think it will be something, something beyond, beyond money. I don't know what they're all watching. I know moment where you realize suddenly that you're growing up. Like, yeah, 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 old, yeah, old, yeah, old, old, old is the word. Yeah, old, irrelevant, <laughs> irrelevant, and largely being indulged because of that. Keep your uncle. अर्थ जी that is the power of this the stool of graphology so let's get to today's new segment graphology tool of the week have you seen doctors handwriting on a prescription yes i'm referring to the illegible thread like formation what does it mean if they can write something clearly why would they rush through it and why would they make these you know lines which only besides a graphologist a chemist can understand so many people ask me this like is there any conspiracy between the doctor and the chemist is there like the commission business happening with this illegibility might be true but let's let me be only graphological here okay so graphologically speaking when someone writes like this it means the person is choosing quantity over quality they want to reach the end but they don't want to spend time taking the small steps doing the detailing they just want to reach the final aspect it shows impatience it talks about spontaneity in the writer's mind and they constantly want to be on the move to reach to the next level people who write like this tell me that they used to write more clearly but as their workload increased because of the you know shortage of time they started writing in this manner is it really true if you have that writing stroke do you also tell yourself that now it might look like that but it is not true because illegibility in the writing is about impatience in your mind i know the busiest doctors who do not write in this illegible style they actually spend time writing each word clearly now the the explanation of the stroke might be slightly confusing as it is a new formation for you so we thought we should create a resource so on the website aditisurana.com/podcast you can actually find episode number 75 and there is a document that has all the details that i'm talking about i have also given some examples there check it out thank you so much for joining me on this episode of absolutely right do you agree with the tool of the week Are you also blown away thinking how can this one thing in your writing speak so much about you? I can imagine. Welcome to my world. Send me your feedback and questions on my Instagram handle at Aditi Surana. 
If you're genuinely curious and want to know more about the topic, then each month I teach Graphology Masterclass. It's not a professional training, but it is designed for anybody to know about themselves, accept themselves at a deeper level. It's a great way to detect your anxiety patterns and understand what goes under your automatic tantrums. My students are using their knowledge to improve their relationships uh, with their kids, with the spouse, also to make better hiring decisions. All the details are mentioned on my website, aditisarana.com. If you like this podcast, then don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Let's connect on Friday. Till then, happy writing. Hi, I'm DJ, one of the presenters of the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. I'm based in London and host the podcast along with my friend from school, Varun, who's based in Singapore, and his brother Ashwin, who's based in the US. We've all been massive fans of Indian cricket all our lives, and despite living in three different time zones and having pretty busy professional lives, we decided to start our own cricket podcast in March 2018. After putting out 59 episodes on our own, we were delighted to join IVM in May 2019, becoming the first pre-existing podcast to be picked up by India's largest podcast network. We've chatted with some awesome people, had some fantastic cricketing conversations along the way. But the main reason we do this every week is to have fun discussing the same cricket topics and issues that you guys are talking about every day in your living rooms. We're fans, not experts, so expect us to be honest. We really hope you decide to join us every week on the podcast. Are you constantly seeking happiness? Wondering how to make the most of every day? How not to let your inhibitions stop you from achieving your goals? It's now time to get your A game on. It's time to unlock your true potential. Tune in to the empowering series with me Zarina Poonawala to feel empowered in all genres of life. From behavioral skills to management skills, from health to relationships, from mental well-being to emotional well-being, and of course your finances. I've got you covered with these tips and tricks from me Zarina and true life stories from my amazing guests. You're bound to bring your purest to the table. Tune in to the empowering series with Zarina Punawala every Thursday on the IVM podcast app, website or wherever you listen to podcasts.